0: Hello, and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, we are once again joined by Scott Stevens, James City County's County Administrator. Welcome, Scott.
1: Well, thank you, Renee. It's good to be back. These things roll around. It seems like it's been a few weeks since we talked, but uh I know. lot's gone on, and I'm excited to be back again.
0: Very good. Yeah, I have no idea where May went. It was oh, April, and, and now... Crazy. That's
1: ex- That's exactly right. I do hope everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend. I think those are good breaks for us and recognition and remembrance kinds of things. And so I hope folks were able to get out and enjoy that. Weather as it was, it's still uh, nice to have that uh, moment away. So
0: For sure. Well, I know you have a lot to talk about, so I'm just going to let you take it away.
1: I do have a list as usual. Um, again, just a reminder, I did this last time, but hurricane season officially starts in June. So while we don't normally see a whole lot here, we do start putting out more information, and with all things, you know, community members need to be able to take care of themselves and their families, including pets and prescriptions and children and, and parents uh, for a period of time. And it's a three to seven day period, and so we all just need to keep that awareness there, and I think this community probably does have that awareness. We all just sort of, myself included, sometimes get a little complacent because we haven't had to exercise that in a while. And So I do just want to re- um, remind everybody to be able to look after themselves and their family for a period of you know three to seven days and uh should we have a natural disaster they'll have some warning but uh always better to think ahead mm-hmm. um a couple of good events this week for us one the PEMS award uh, our peninsula emergency ems uh, council uh, awarded james city county their ems award so again i just want to say congratulations to our uh, fire department ems staff as well as recognizing uh, Chief Ryan Ash. And he was awarded uh, an award as well, which is a little unusual, but I will say uh, based on conversations with he, with our department, with our uh, medical doctor that oversees our EMS staff, uh, the service we are providing to the citizens at their home or wherever we interact with them on an EMS basis, uh, I think is far superior to what's going on in a lot of places. And I just want to commend the department and Chief Ash for getting us there. It takes a lot of time and effort. I want to thank our board for the support because it's coming to them for money and resource, uh, but somebody's got to have the idea and implement it. And I do think it speaks very well to what is going on here in James City County. So I'm excited about that and delighted they received that award to the last week. Um, we also received another award uh, with our National Association of Counties, really into our comp plan development and really the outcomes. And again, just the uniqueness, the modeling, the forward looking, and those kinds of things. There's a ton of time and effort that's gone into that from our planning commission members to the public involvement, to our staff and to our board of supervisors. And again, uh, it's nice to be recognized nationally for things that most every community is doing some version of. Yet Ours is really touted as one of the best out there. So I just am proud of our staff and their uh, desire to push us forward and be on the the, the the cutting edge of best. And so that's always a good thing for us. Uh, and then finally, I do want to announce this. We did announce uh, Police Chief Mark Jamison. Uh, he's the current deputy in Lynchburg. Really excited to have Mark become part of our community um, and he's excited to be coming. We'll have that in the July timeframe and more to come on that. And then I always want to say thank you to Tony Dahlman. He has stepped in at a time during this interim role and has done a phenomenal job. And we'll have more on that later. But again, uh, I think for our department and moving forward, we're headed in a good spot. Um, as I get into Board of Supervisors meetings, it uh, seems like they've met a couple times this past uh, month, uh, a lot of activity there as well. At their May 9th meeting, their public hearing, talked about the change in the density calculation for residential development. And our board has been very concerned with managing the growth. Uh, The real change there is not letting a whole acreage, say 100 acres, be calculated for residential density. It's taking out what's not developable. So if there are wetlands or RPA areas that aren't developable, this change sort of takes away that part of the land as as part of the density calculation. So I think that that will...
0: What's an RPA?
1: Oh, resource protection area. Everybody doesn't know what RPA is, is that right? No. Well, thank you. for that. Yeah, don't let me get too far into the anacronym land. But uh, I do think the intent of the board is to make sure that the development densities are what we really expect here. Uh, and going forward, I think you'll see that impact in future years. So th- these changes sometimes take a long time to manifest themselves. Uh, but again, I think that's a good change for our community and the board thought so as well. Uh, There's also been, and I've read just, I guess, statewide and others, uh, a real increase in vape and smoke shops. They just seem to be popping up everywhere. We've had a few in James City. Um, Our board did adopt an ordinance amendment to limit some of where they can be located, trying to keep them certain distance from schools, churches, other things, and just trying to have a little more control over where they locate. Not that they can't come, but just trying to make sure that we feel like they're in a place that seems most appropriate. That was part of a public hearing and then action by the board at their May 9th meeting. And then they did hear four, uh, or approved four park master plan amendments. Uh, That is taking the community's input. It's working with our staff versus consultants and our staff's done a great job of sort of keeping our plans for our parks updated. Uh, These four uh, master plan amendments uh, were Chickahominy Riverfront Park, related to Jamestown Beach Event Park, Upper County Park and War Hill Sports Complex. Note they weren't significant changes. It was just some minor modifications of moving amenities around on the on the parks. And again, it provides a guide for us going forward. Doesn't mean it all gets built, but as our parks and recreation department is developing their capital requests for projects, they will look to these parkmaster plans as things that the community has indicated a desire to have, and so that will sort of guide our actions. Um, big news for me on the uh, May 9th was the approval of our FY24 budget. As the county administrator, that's a really big part of what we do, work to get that done. It's $330 million for FY24. Our general fund portion, our tax portion of the budget, is $231 million. Represents about a 6.5% increase in our overall operations. So that's pretty much in keeping with inflation and other things. The overall budget increase is around 42%. And that's really driven by a couple big building projects. Pre-K for the schools are funded this year. So all that money shows up one year and a replacement of our general services uh, building is funded as well, and that shows up this year. So that's why the increase looks significant uh, this year. It's because of the way the funding flows for these two building projects. Again, no tax increase, um, modest fee increase in parks and recreation uh, fees, and then we did increase our ambulance transport fees really to match the Medicare rate. So not significant there, but just trying to keep up with what is going on in the world around us. Big discussion during the budget process was school funding. Uh, we had a lot of conversation over how much, uh, a big uh, push on the school division side of trying to make sure we're paying our teachers, retaining our teachers, and being able to attract new teachers. And so we had talked about uh, percent increases for them. The request for to us was close to $8 million for the school division, which is a significant increase. Um, what we had recommended or what I had proposed was $4 million with an additional $2 million in a contingency fund, and really that two in the contingency, is because the state still is expected, and may or may not, but expected to take action in late June that might provide more funding for some of the positions we currently fund. And so rather than give it all the school division up front, uh, we tried to hold some back so that we could use it for other county needs if the state comes through with the funding. But what we've done with the contingency of $2 million and $4 million provided to the school division does allow them to move forward issuing their contracts. It does allow for them to uh, offer a 7% pay increase to their staff. And I think our superintendent felt that was a reasonable place to be. More would have been nice, but I think she thought that was at least uh, would keep us a little ahead of some of the surrounding districts in trying to recruit and retain staff here. And then finally, they did approve the board. Uh, Our application for a CDBG grant really related to the paving and some drainage improvements along Moses Lane. And Uh, CDBG, it means what? uh, You're hard on me today, right? Community (laughs) Development Block Grant. Thank goodness I knew that one, but that's a a good question. Community (laughs) Development Block Grant application uh, for improvements to Moses Lane, a million and a half dollars. We've not received it, but they did approve us applying for that. It does require a, a local match of several hundred thousand dollars, so it's significant. But the residents there would, would truly benefit if we were able to get these grant funds and uh, make their street uh, a paved surface and fix the drainage issues. So moving on to any more acronyms I've put out there, I think you've covered me pretty well.
0: I, well, no, but I now know what I need. You know, on radio show, shows sometimes where they have like sound effects. Ah. That's what I'll do. It can be, it doesn't have to be like a hard buzz, but just a little ding. Every time, yeah, that will get your attention, and (laughs) then you'll think that
1: probably need a shocking thing that will probably get my attention better. But anyway, (laughs) we'll work on that, we'll We'll figure it out. Um, uh, For the May 23rd meeting, uh, our board of supervisors did appropriate some funds related to the COVID relief and a PCB class action funds, it was about 36,000 in total. Um, They'd also accepted COVID housing funds of about $18,000 that will provide some temporary housing for those in our community. They approved leases behind the courthouse to CCC, which is Colonial Community Corrections, and the Ninth District Court uh, Services. They've been in a building that we had leased for a lot of years. We had recently purchased those buildings, and so now we're updating the leases to be with the county. And then they appropriated about $207,000 to finish our vote center office renovations. And some of that is reappropriating of money. We had collected rent that doesn't ship go where we can spend it. It comes in as revenue. So you have to take that rent and reappropriate back so we can make the building improvements that we had planned from the beginning. So uh, those improvements are well underway at our vote center. We do expect uh, that to be done before... Uh, the voting that begins, I think, in September this year and has ours, our voter registrar, shared uh, quite a few choices for our community. So we ought to have the vote center in good shape for that come September. The Down saw their June or their May 23rd already moving us through June, their June, or their May 23rd meeting. Whoo, uh, <laughs> they did have a joint meeting with our planning commission members, uh, discuss scenic roadway protection and how to sort of maintain that, that look along Forge Road and some other scenic corridors within the community and then short-term rentals and a couple hours discussion on both and at least a little bit of direction to our planning commission of what the board would like to see. They're just hard topics. Uh both of them, it's not what works in one property or one street doesn't necessarily work in another in terms of the outcomes and same with short-term rentals some of what goes on is very easy and straightforward and then other issues are not quite as straightforward so more to come on that but a good discussion there they also heard from our library uh, executive director betsy fowler uh, talking about uh, their library building committee's recommendations Uh, and as you may know we've talked a long time the city's been working to replace their downtown branch they've asked for the county to be supportive of that we have been back and forth the uh, recommendation from this library building committee is that we do it in two phases where the city's branch is first downtown. We put some money, some James City County money into the downtown branch. And then when we build a third branch in James City, the city puts a little money into our branch. And so I think that we're okay with that. Uh, Our discussion with our board of supervisors seemed to be of this $35 million rebuild of the downtown branch, the city would put 20 something, James City would put 10, at least $5 million Delta Uh, We would look to the friends of the library to help with some of that, and then uh, maybe to York County for some of the others. So our board uh, direction to me was to work with uh, York and the city on an agreement and try to work through that. So I have communicated with the city manager and uh, the county administrator in York, and we will have at least something more to discuss, hopefully this summer, uh, that we'd have an agreement in place that would let the city begin their design work and maybe have it under construction, uh, you know, in a year, year and a half from now, just time you the design's about a year, but exciting to be part of that. And I do think it's a good resolution. And then the James City County branch would be some years behind that. We've got money right now in our program for our fiscal year 27. Um, but that is, may slide a little bit with when we're fronting $10 million a little earlier. So, uh, time will tell, but I think good progress there. They also discussed, um, uh, the Brickyard Landing Master Plan Development, they approved last month, uh, well, the last meeting before this one, approved some master plans. The Brickyard Landing is the development stage. So we came to the board. Uh, Alistair Perkins, the Parks and represented presented what we have. They'll go out for public comment. Eventually, that'll come back to the board with a recommendation for our park master plan for Brickyard uh, that we had acquired some years ago. But that's a really nice uh, area along the Chickamani River. It's a little far out but it's really a beautiful place. and would encourage residents to take a look at that when they get an opportunity. And then finally, they discussed and asked to bring back a Virginia uh, Business Site Readiness Grant. I was gonna say VBS or whatever, but anyhow, a Virginia Beach Site Readiness Grant. Uh, It's really a grant that provides about $485,000. It requires a local match of $250,000. The intent of the match and the grant were for design to extend utilities to the Hazelwood, property that was rezoned a year or so ago for industrial development, and so we'll have some more discussion at their June meetings and whether we choose to accept that and move forward with that design work or not. The whole goal of that is to move industrial sites across the Commonwealth uh, up at tier levels. They have developed a tier system, they being the Commonwealth. The closer you get to tier five, the quicker an industry can come. If these utility plans were approved, uh, doesn't do the utility work, but the designs would be completed, it would move it to a tier four, which means when you have business prospects, they are usually really ready to go. And the closer you have a site ready for development, the more likely it is that site would work. So that is the emphasis behind the state funding and local funding of trying to do that uh, here in James City. Anything else on the meetings? You pay attention to the meetings, Renee. That's all I had to cover. Anything you want to clarify or point out?
0: no i think that's about it
1: okay well very good well a couple other things i would mention uh we haven't talked about the government center in a while um the board over the last several years we've talked about the need for space we went through facilities master plan we circled in on a site september of last year uh, talking about the uh, corner almost 10 acres beside the recreation center there on long hill road that is the preferred site at the moment we've done some archaeological work to make sure there's not anything that would prohibit us from building there. And and I think those are coming through fine. During that process last fall, we received an unsolicited proposal. So we went through a process of evaluating that. The board decided to accept that unsolicited proposal. All that does, or at that time, is opened up the opportunity to advertise and see if we had other interested parties. Uh, We did have one other proposal submitted. The closing was the end of May. Uh, We did have one other proposal submitted. We will evaluate that with our staff team and take a recommendation to our board of supervisors later this summer. I don't know if it'll be as late as September, but later this summer, uh, and then we would move, how do we decide which one to move forward with, or do we move forward with either? We're not committed at this time, uh, other than we know there's a need for the space um, and having somebody else do some of the work to get us through that evaluation process, I think is beneficial to the county. So more to come on that, but just so you know, it's still out there, there's still activity, it's just sort of in the background for the next few months. Um, Also, last time we spoke, I talked an awful lot about the consolidation of our emergency communications center or dispatch. Uh, We are still moving through. We've had a lot of conversations with York County, working out some of those details over the past month. But I do expect that approval to be finalized in June. Uh, Staffing, again, was the issue. and What drove us there? A year ago this time I had 21 dispatchers. Today, I think it's 14. We lost one and gained one back. I think when I told you last last time I was down to 13, we are at 14 but we're still woefully short of what we needed to run our center. On top of that, our our center was damaged by a contractor February 22nd. So we have been dispatching out of the York County center for three months. Uh, And I believe in most cases, our response to your call will be as good or better uh, than what we had as a standalone. There are some instances where our standalone center might've been better, but in most cases it's going to be as good or better just from being in the room Overcoming the cell phone issues where a cell phone goes to a tower that may be in Williamsburg, and so you'd go to the wrong center or vice versa. And so I do feel pretty good about where we're headed. And I want to reiterate our employees. We had said we were worried about them from the beginning and what that meant for them. All um, our, our employees will be offered jobs with York County at the same salary, same kind of lead balances and accrual rates that they had here. And very similar benefits from health insurance to retirement to all those other things that are important to people. And so uh, we are working through those processes. We've had a lot of conversation with the employees. Uh, and, I, and I do think uh, it will be a good thing for our community. So uh, the final finalization of that should occur uh, in June. Couple other, I guess I'll give a phone number. So I forgot to give it earlier, Uh, but if you have questions on any of these things, I'm always happy to talk to you. My phone number is 757 253 6603. Again, 253 6603. Always happy to answer questions on these or any other topics you may have about the county. Uh, a couple fun things, Renee, as we close out and uh, move into this June time frame. Um, if you haven't visited the Chickahominy Riverfront Park recently, uh, we now have a vendor who is offering glamping. And I didn't know much about glamping, mm-hmm. but it's somewhere between camping and hotels, I guess. And mm-hmm. uh, they have built, I think, six canvas canvas some type of tents on a, um, a wooden platform they have double beds they have bunk beds they have lights i guess they have fans i don't know about heat and air conditioning but i think you can have coffee in your tent in the morning and you don't have to go anywhere for it. you still have to walk over to the bathhouse. Uh, for showering and use the restroom, rest but they've got things overlooking Gordon Creek. I said things, a porch with chairs. Those would be the things mm-hmm. overlooking Gordon Creek. Uh, they are a vendor that is leasing this, so for, you know financially it is beneficial to the county, but more importantly, it's another offering for you or visitors here. And so, if you've been on the edge about sleeping on the ground, I think this will take it to a whole new level for you. Um, and I would tell you they have a website set up of Williamsburg dot tl tl clamping. Dot com And that would let you book uh, a campsite or a tent and a glamping site uh, sometime, but it's open now. So I hope folks will take advantage of that and uh, we'll see what the feedback is. Another fun thing, I didn't mention this during my board discussions that was unveiled at their May 23rd meeting. Uh, we have this love, um, not phenomena, but love signs throughout the Commonwealth are pretty regular and I always thought they were pretty interesting. We had a group uh, come together Work with the community, had some student input on designs for a love sign, and ultimately what they've come up with, and I hope you can see this, Renee, is this will be our love sign. It's our first one. We're going to have a few more, mm-hmm. uh, but anyhow, this one will be under construction in terms of being developed over the next uh, few months. ought to be installed in the August time frame, and it will be in uh, installed in Freedom Park. So it's one of those things supposed to be representative of our county. I think it's done a pretty good job of that. Uh, there'll be a description sign of what the cypress and the circles and the roller coaster and the sails all mean for folks that may not know but again really excited to have one of these and this these characters will be about six foot tall so that will be a pretty big sign to look at and again uh, we'll have another one that we'll be talking through on war hill and maybe more to come in the future but excited to be joining the love sign craze and have it here in james city county as well is,
0: is it safe to say scott that you love it
1: you know, Renee, I do. <laughs> that is safe to say. But I'd also say when I've shown it to people, and I haven't shown it far and wide. Some absolutely immediately fall in love and some others say, what do you mean? And they have to think on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I would tell you, that's what I have found with public art in general. Absolutely. It appeals or hits each of us differently. So if this one's great for you, great. It's coming. If you're not quite as excited about it, We'll wait till the next one you could be excited about that so more to come uh, but i do think it's nice to have that out there part of it is for us it's for our visitors and hopefully folks will enjoy taking photographs with it and passing it on to others and have that memory of james city a um, couple other fun things uh, or at least for me fun things our uh, newtown tunes that we had been partnering with the newtown uh, commercial association uh, through May has now been extended into June. So we are doing offering four more concerts, May 31st, June 7th, June 14th, and the 21st, uh, from Good Shot Judy to Slap Nation to DeLoreans to Brass Winds. And so really excited to have that series continuing. Attendance has been really good from probably 800 to 1,000 residents. Um, and again, it's been really nice weather. So that's made it nice as well. So I hope for that for June. But Wednesdays in June, may well, not all Wednesdays, the next four Wednesdays or May 31st June fourteenth, June seventh, June fourteenth, and June twenty-first. Four more concerts. So, hope you're able to attend. Newtown behind Legacy Hall, and then finally, uh, I did have an opportunity to uh, participate in Busch Gardens Dark Coaster ribbon cutting a few weeks ago. Um, it's if you're not sure about roller coasters, I think it's a good one for you. It's meant to be. It's indoors, number one. It's meant to be not these. Phenomenal drops that people feel their stomach do funny things. So if you're on the edge about riding on roller coasters, and I know there are some out there, I think this is meant to be a good introductory coaster for you. So Renee, I hope you'll take advantage of that. Hey,
0: okay, well, I may I'll do be, that. I'll, I'll be, be very.
1: I'll be very proud of, of you, <laughs> you know, you've done it. And if you need a partner, I'm happy to go along with you and we can okay. ride together. So All I did right. have an opportunity to ride. It is a fun ride. And uh, you know, it's one of those things that I do want to say thank you to Bush Gardens. They pay, they bring a lot of people in the community. They're a big part of James City County, have been for a lot of years. And their continual reinvestment in their park while it benefits them, certainly benefits our community as well. So uh, outside of that, Renee, I think I would just encourage people. It's a great time of year. May has been phenomenal in terms of nice spring weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to June being a little more summerish, but some will like that and some won't. But it's a great time to be outside, enjoy our parks, find a place to walk, pickleball, whatever it might be for you. And uh, uh, again, just encourage people to get out and enjoy what we have to offer here. So with that, I'll turn it back over to you.
0: All right. Well, I think you you talked about Dark Coaster, but you did not share your photography skills because you took a very nice picture of Mr. McLennan. And uh, I'm forgetting her name, McClennie, Miss McClennie uh, from,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, from Virginia Tourism. Tourism. Yes. And they had just finished riding the ride and it was obvious that they had had a great time. <laughs> and we posted that on social media and everyone loved it. Well,
1: so- that doesn't speak to my camera abilities. It speaks to Apple and their ability to make <laughs> folks like me able to take pictures that turn out all right. So, but I'm glad the response was good. And yes. again, um, I, I think most have enjoyed the ride. It's not a, yeah, you know, if you're a Griffin lover, it might not quite meet that. But I think for those that aren't quite ready to jump on the Griffin out there, this is a really great addition to the park.
0: Okay. Well, maybe we should start to have you do a review of all of the rides on each podcast.
1: Um, Well, I'm happy to try to put that on the list, today because I do like (laughs) roller coasters.
0: Well, good. Good. You live in a great place.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yep. All right. Well, Scott, once again, thank you so much. You always do such a great job summarizing a lot of information in a quick, short period of time. And I know we appreciate it. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please go to our website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And when you're there, you're going to find all of our shows, all of our, everything that we do with the podcast. I just tripped over myself there, but you're also going to find a form. And on that form, you can give us feedback, show ideas, comments, critiques. We would love to hear from you. It makes us so excited whenever we get an email about the show. So please, please feel free to let us know what you think. And Other than that, please be sure to subscribe. That way you will be sure to never miss an episode. And how many times have I said, be sure here in this end? I'm not quite sure, but a lot. So once again, thank you so much. And we will talk with y'all next time.